Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. is Pastor Ryan here, and we want to welcome you to the Four Points broadcast with Dr. Cindy Trim. We've got some ready people in the house. We're prayed up. You know what? We've been in this room even before we started tonight. We're believing God for you. We're believing God for your breakthrough. We're believing that this message is going to penetrate every part of your life, that nothing about you is going to remain the same. Everything is being upgraded. You're being changed for the better and you too there's a prophetic word for you in here tonight do you believe it and there's a prophetic word that's being sent out now to Africa we see you watching we we, want to shout out to all of our Nigerian brothers and sisters all those in London England we're shouting out to you tonight too Switzerland we see you every time you log on and you're joining the millions of other believers around the world and this unification moment this is what the body of Christ needs unity and this is our life group here but maybe you want to start a life group right where you're at based on the teachings of this ministry and what dr. trim is is, is bringing uh, to the forefront for the body of Christ in email us right now at info at Cindy trim the information is right there on your screen and we'll get you connected and and teach you how to raise up a life group right there amongst your friends or your colleagues let's do life together amen Well, you're in the right place. We're in a new series. You're at the right time. It's called The DNA of Destiny. Yes. It's got a little bite to it, a lot of fire. DNA of Destiny. And if something stands out to you, we want you to tweet it at Cindy Trim, hashtag Destiny DNA. We want you to engage in the chat room. There's intercessors standing by to pray with you in a private prayer room right now at CindyTrimMinistries.org. There's so much in store for you, but right now we want to bring to the platform at the top of this new series, Dr. Cindy Trim. Come on, put your hands together. I am so excited and pumped up it's such a pleasure to be with you today where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty and something that has been illegally bound is getting ready to be loosed whether it is your mind whether it is your praise whether it is your family your son your daughter whether it's your finances your health whatever has been illegally bound is getting ready to be loosed if you believe that just raise your hands and accept that as a word of the lord for you for your family and for this year this is the day that the Lord has made and we are rejoicing and we are glad in it we're excited to be with my life group and there are millions around the world that are meeting right now with their life group and we speak blessings into your spirit blessing into your home wherever you are meeting whether it's in the workplace the lunchroom whether it's in your car whether it's in your church whether it's in your garage or bedroom wherever you are meeting right now the spirit of the Lord is present and he is present and he is going to move on your behalf something good is about to happen to you I sense it I feel it I believe it I decree it I declare it and it is so and nothing about you is going to remain the same everything about you is going to change for the best and I decree and declare every day in every way Your life is getting better and better. 
Not only is your life getting better and better, your children are getting better. Your husband is getting better. Your community is getting better. Your neighborhood is getting better. Your state is getting better. Your government is going to get better. Your nation is getting better. Your business is getting better. Your industry is getting better. Your profession is getting better. Your boss is getting better. Even your demon-possessed supervisor is getting better. Everybody attached to you is getting better. Your health is going to come back. Everything that you lost last season is going to be restored this season. I'm just going to decree that over your life. And it's not only going to happen for you. It's going to happen for your business. It's going to happen for your ministry. It's going to happen for your marriage. It's going to happen. It's going to happen in you. It's going to happen with you. It's going to happen for you. It's going to happen around you. It's going to happen above you. It's going to happen beneath you. It's going to happen on your left. It's going to happen on your right. When you wake up in the morning, when you go to bed at night, when you're driving to work, when you're driving from work, I am decreeing you are going to have a head-on collision with God. You are going to have a head-on collision with good. You are going to have a head-on collision with success and prosperity. Nothing about your life is going to remain the same. I challenge you to put a praise on it. Just take the next few minutes and put a praise on it. In Jesus' name, amen. You may take your seat. We're so excited about what God is doing and what he's going to do with you today. We're starting a new series entitled The DNA of Destiny. It's something that the Lord gave me as I began to pray in preparation for what the Lord wanted to share. We wanted to encourage each one of you concerning your own destiny. And this is a mystery for many people. People hear the word. Very few people understand what destiny is and how they can positively affect their destiny from day to day. So let's look at the book of Genesis chapter 19, verse 15 to 30. Most of us know this particular text. We've heard it. We probably heard it preached several times within our uh, Christian experience. But I want to go there. And if you would turn there with me, please. And we want to make sure that you have your Bibles out and you take copious notes. Because I believe that this series is going to revolutionize your life. The Bible said, and when the morning arose, then the angel hastened Lot, saying, arise, Take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the man laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters. And the Lord being merciful unto him, thank God every morning we awaken new mercies we see. I decree and declare you will not awaken one morning from today onward and not experience the mercy of God. Not just know that the mercy of God is available for you, but to access the mercy of God. You're going to be aware every single day that you are not starting a day without God superimposing and breathing into the womb of your day his mercy you're going to be aware of it you're going to sense it you're going to feel it no matter how you went to sleep or go to sleep at night the next morning you're going to wake up you're going to decree and declare this is the day that the Lord has made I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it because I know that he's providing new mercies for me this morning the Bible said the Lord being merciful unto him they brought him forth and set him without the city and it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, escape for thy life. Look not behind thee. You don't have anything to look back for. You have nothing to go back to, nothing to look, look back for. It is time for you to understand that God has a great future for you. And there are so many people that are locked 
in 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 uh, a old season that had been a long time ago. God pronounced the benediction on that season, but they refused to pronounce the benediction on that season. So many people are are moving on but they're not moving forward and there are some people that are moving forward but they're not moving on and today we are decreeing and declaring you are going to make it through this season of transition you are not exactly where you want to be but you're not where you're going to be but you're not where you came from and it's this transition that messes up so many people and we want you to be able to move through this period of transition and move into your next season the bible said escape for thy life look look not behind thee neither stay thou in all the plains escape to the mountain lest thou be consumed and lot said unto them oh not so my lord behold now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight thou hast magnified thy mercy which has which thou hast shown unto me in the saving of my life i cannot escape to the mountain lest some evil take me and i die i want you to look at his words i want you to 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 to, to lay it juxtaposed to what God was telling him. God said, I want you to go to the mountain. A mountain represents authority. A mountain represents dominion. And God wanted to move him to a place of dominion and a place of authority. A mountain represents possession. It represents prosperity. It represents someone who is able to make quantum leaps into new levels of greatness. God has greatness for you. He has greatness for all of us. But listen to the negotiation. He said, listen. I, 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 I cannot do this. I, God is saying, I want you to do it. He says, I cannot do it. Lest some evil take me and I die. Behold, now this city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. It is not a lit, is it not a little one? In other words, this is something that I believe I can do. In other words, uh, God was showing him that he had potential for greatness but he was settled and satisfied with mediocrity and I'm going to pronounce over your life this is the last day that you're going to accept living in the realm of mediocrity God has greatness for you he has a great ministry for you he has a great profession for you he has a great future for you and I decree and declare that you only have an appetite for greatness you are losing your appetite for mediocrity mediocrity you are losing your appetite for good enough you are losing your appetite for obscurity I declare decree and declare you serve a great God and I decree and declare that you are not going to be satisfied with the uh, living amongst the clutter of the common folk who are saying this is as good as it get no darling it's going to get better God has bigger for you God has greater for you God has more for you and I decree and declare that you are pressing out of the old and you are pressing into the new and you are not going to allow who you are today to sabotage who you are going to be tomorrow you are not going to allow who you are today to sabotage the potential of being greater tomorrow the Bible said, oh, let me escape thither. Thither is it not a little one and my soul shall live. And he said unto him, see, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also. And I will not overthrow the city for the which thou hast spoken hasten thee escape thither for I cannot do anything till thou become thither therefore the name of the city was called Zoar the sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar in other words it was a new day you see when God shifts a season there comes a point where a benediction has to be pronounced on the old and that means that when you go into the new you should refer 
refuse to take an old mindset with you. You should refuse to take old strategies with you. You should refuse to take old habits with you. New means new. It means the old has passed away and everything becomes new. It means that whenever God begins to promote you, whenever God begins to anoint you for something new, you have to let go of the old. The old will continue if you continue with the old, the old habits, the old prayers, the old worship. That means you're going to get what you had in an old season. But the season has shifted for you. And I'm going to make this declaration that this year will look nothing like last year. This is going to be your best year. And so the Bible says that the sun was rising. It was an announcement that it was a new day. And Lot entered into Zor. Verse number 24. The Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the city. And that which grew upon the earth. But his wife looked back from behind him. And she became a pillar of salt. I want you to make that note notation she became a pillar of salt she became a pillar of salt and Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord in other words God was moving in their life because someone was praying on their behalf and a lot of times we don't understand that God has individuals interceding for you. And this is why most believers make a mistake when they believe that if they don't pray, then then somehow uh, God is not, not either going to um, bring them to a point of breakthrough or that the, the enemy has deceived people into believing that God blessed them and they didn't pray. But you might not have prayed, but somebody prayed. In other words, you have an intercessor. And that intercessor may not know your name. There are people from around the world that are assigned to pray for you. And I believe that with all of my heart. I have prayed for thousands and thousands of people that did not know that I was calling their name out before the Lord. And I was interceding on their behalf. And just like like I was interceding for people that did not realize that there was someone assigned to stand in the gap for them. I want you to know that even though you may not know it, someone is standing in the gap for you. Someone is moving heaven on your behalf. And even in your weakest moment when you have been tempted to give up, the reason why you are still here is because God assigned an intercessor to you. You are never alone. People may walk out on your life, but God will never leave you as an orphan. You are not a spiritual orphan. There is some spiritual father, some spiritual mother that is birthing you in the realm of the spirit through prayer. You are not going to be locked into a place where you have no options. God is always going to give you an option. And I realize that there are so many people that have lost their faith, but the Bible says said if there's any sick among you let him call for the elders and the prayer of faith will heal the sick and the Lord will raise him up in the absence of you believing God has elders that believe in the absence of you having faith God has spiritual mothers and fathers and elders that will have a, that will generate faith on your behalf I believe God I believe God for you I believe that God is going to heal you I believe that God is going to deliver you I believe I am I am releasing my faith with you tonight that whatever you felt was impossible I am releasing my faith and releasing this word that with God nothing is impossible it doesn't matter what the doctors say. It doesn't matter what the lawyers say. It doesn't matter what the judge say. I believe the Lord. Whose report will you believe? And even if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, I am standing in faith with you that that which you have believed, been believing God for, that which you have been praying for, that which you have been fasting for, in fact, I decree and declare a seed 
season of supernatural encounters. You don't know how God is going to do it, but I decree God is going to heal you supernaturally. God is going to deliver you supernaturally. Your bills are going to be paid supernaturally. Your mortgage will be paid supernaturally. Your car note will be paid supernaturally. Your husband's going to be delivered from drugs supernaturally. Your loved one's going to be delivered from drugs supernaturally. God's going to turn around the economy in your country supernaturally. You are going to go from unemployment to employment supernaturally. You are going to get a raise on your job because God is going to speak to your boss and God is going to download dreams. God is going to prompt them. God is going to download your name into their their spirit and they're going to show up at work and that overdue promotion is going to be given to you supernaturally. In fact, I decree and declare we have come into a season of the supernatural. The first church understood the supernatural they grew supernaturally they multiplied supernaturally God supplied all their needs supernatural I decree and declare since you serve a God that is supernatural I decree and declare you will not only live the blessed life you are going to live a supernatural life God is stirring uh, stirring up your faith you are going to believe God in spite of it every day when the sun rises the mercies of God is going to be manifested in your life and you're going to be able to stay stand with a new anointing and a new conviction and you're going to be able to say I believe God I believe God that he's going to heal me I believe God that he's going to deliver me I believe God that he's going to make a way I decree that God is making a way he's making a way for your children to go to university he's making a way for you to satisfy your debt he's making a way for you even to go on that long deserved vacation he's making a way for you to own that car my God is making a way he's making a way for your ministry he's making a way for your business he's making a way for your project he's making a way for the sale of your home he's making making a way for the mortgage for your new home. He is making a way. If you believe the Lord is making a way, clap your hands and shout, I believe God. I believe in giving your neighbor a high five and say, come into agreement with me. I believe God. There ain't nothing to look back for. Nothing to look back for. You don't have to look back in regret. You don't have to look back with wishful thinking because your better days, your best days lie ahead of you. And God is going to cause all things to work together for good. Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before God. Morning is not just the time on a clock. But morning is also before stuff happens. Let me tell you something. Someone is interceding on your behalf. We, have, we, we praise God for what we know about. But what about the accident that never happened? What about the cancer you never got? Are you hearing me? We need to praise God for all things and in all situations. I decree that a new day is dawning for you. One that is going to be filled with unlimited possibilities and potential. Somebody shout because someone is getting a breakthrough right now. I can sense it. I can feel it. Yes. The Bible said, verse number 28. And he looked towards Sodom and Gomorrah, towards all the land of the plain. And behold, lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of furnace. The Bible said, this is 1 Peter 1 and 7. The Bible said that the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire. His faith was being tried by fire. The question is, 
Was it going to reduce his faith? Or was he going to increase his faith? Was he going to trust God for more? Was he going to trust God in the situation? Was he going to trust God in the transition? And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out in the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot dwelt. And Lot went up of Zoar and dwelt in the mountains and his two daughters with him for he feared to dwell in Zoar and he dwelt in a cave he and his two daughters. So God was giving him something large and he began to negotiate and say, God, I'm afraid. I don't know what's going to happen. So, so give me something that I can handle. Give me Zor. Zor represents mediocrity. And the Bible says that he went from greatness to living in a place of mediocrity. But if that wasn't enough, he was driven by fear to live in a cave with no lights, no revelation, no insight, with restriction, just, just limited possibilities. God was taking him into a realm of unlimited possibilities. And he placed a lid on himself because he didn't know how he was going to handle. He didn't know what would befall him. And then he went one step further and he decided that this is overwhelming. So in the midst of transition, this is where he decided to live as a non-entity. Life is too much. I know what Sodom and Gomorrah was like, but I don't know what this new realm, this new place, this new opportunity. I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I have enough education. I don't know because it means that everything I built my life on was going up in smoke. Why did God have to burn the city down? It wasn't enough just for him to deliver uh, Lot and his wife and his children. It's interesting because as I was writing this, the Lord began to speak to me and gave me just this one paragraph. The road of life is long. And you are only as strong as your faith, your courage, your conviction and drive to make the next move and to take the next step in spite of the bumps and the turns and the collisions. And no matter how challenging the situation and how dark the days or dismal the hour, you can always make life better the moment you recognize that God is at work in the wreckage. I want to speak to you on a very simple topic as we begin to introduce you to this amazing teaching on the DNA of destiny. I want to introduce you to this particular series with a simple message. Let the city burn. Let the city burn. Let it burn. Doesn't matter whether you fly or whether you run or you walk or you creep or you crawl. Just as long as when an end of a season has come, you keep moving. You've got to be able to place one foot in front of another and trust God in the process. Trust God in the transitional period because eventually you're going to collide with your best days, which lies just beyond the comfort zone and pain. Many people know about pain. Very people, a lot of people have suffered through pain. People know about good times. But I've discovered something as I look back on life and as I studied the great movers and shakers and the molders of history, that there were moments where they suffered great loss. And some of the losses were so great that the average person would have been wiped out for life. They probably would not have bounced back. 
These individuals had a never, never give up attitude. They had something that the average person did not have. They had life strategies. Number two, they had crises management strategies. But beyond the life strategies and crisis management strategies, they had something else. They had a tool in their toolbox that all of us can benefit from. They had transitional strategies. It was during that transition when they lost or they were betrayed or they were undermined or sabotaged. They could have looked back and wished things hadn't happened. In the transitional period, they refused to look back at what was, wishing that things hadn't changed or people hadn't changed. They had vision. That vision determined what they were looking at, determined their focus. There are so many people that are frozen in fear and they're paralyzed and immobilized because of something they have lost or who they had lost. And they become like Lot's wife. They turn into pillars of salt and turning into a pillar of salt means that they are stuck. They all left the city. That means that they were moving ahead, but they could not move on they were moving forward but they could not move on and when you turn into a pillar of salt it means that life is happening but you can't move past the pain what does it take to liberate a soul so that person can shake themselves and say it is what it is it ain't what it ain't but I'm not going to stay here. God has something better. What does it take for a person to deal with and face and overcome the points of pain and, 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 and the, the need to, to panic and to move into a realm of avoidance? And what does it take to overcome loss and grief? What does it take? One of the scriptures say in the book of Isaiah 61, and I love it. It says the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim a liberty to the captives and the opening of the prisoners prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of our Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. It lets me know several things, this particular text. It lets me know that we are going to have seasons and moments of brokenheartedness. Someone is going to break our heart. It means that we're going to have moments where we are held captives. We're either captive, held captive by a drug or held captive by a relationship that we should have pronounced the benediction on a long time ago, but we were too afraid. We would rather stay with the abuse than to spend a few moments or a few months or a few years by ourselves. We would rather stay on a job that no longer brings us joy because at least we could pay the bill. We would rather stay in ministries that no longer have the presence of God. We would rather keep what we have because at least we know what we have. We don't know what we don't have. And most people are afraid to move beyond something that is no longer working. Move beyond a, a stage or a season in their life when they know God has pronounced the benediction upon it but they are afraid to pronounce the benediction. They're afraid because other people question their ability so they start questioning their own ability. They look around for individuals within their immediate sphere of influence for someone that has been through and made it through and when they find that there is no one that, that has made it through they question whether 
whether or not God was going to bring them through. They become products of their environment. They become subject to the hypnotic effect of cultures and environments that undermine potential. Cultures and environment that set you up to live lives of limitation. To live with a lid on you. To live with limitations. And then some of those limitations are self-imposed. They're self-imposed even though we're not able to access and pinpoint the exact time when we lost our confidence but someone stripped you of your confidence. Somebody in your family. Somebody on the play field. Someone talked about you. Someone laughed at you. And it's there as, as unresolved matters in the, in the soul and in your heart. And it's too painful for you to admit that you've outgrown it. It's too painful for you to, to, to take an assessment of your life to ask yourself a very hard question and that is do I like how I'm living do I like where I'm living do I like what I'm feeling and and many of us don't realize this that we have given our personal power away to people and to situations and to circumstances but it's time for you to take your power back you don't have to be held captive you don't have to be in prison God has sent the anointing to liberate you for whom the sun sets free is free indeed you are free emotionally you are free psychologically you are free financially you are free relationally you are free spiritually you are free emotionally and all the leads that you can put in this conversation and sentence whom the sun sets free is free indeed it's time for you to exercise your freedom your freedom to make a decision could things be the way they are because you are the way you are and what one thing can you change that can change everything the moment you understand that God has something better and greater you can change your mind nothing about your life has to remain the same the bible said he has sent the anointing to proclaim the acceptable year of the lord and the day of vengeance of our god to comfort all that mourn why do people mourn people mourn because they have lost something they've either lost a pet they've lost an opportunity they lost a job and the bible said to appoint unto them that mourn in zion to give unto them beauty for ashes ashes is what remains after something has burned down here in our text we are introduced to the story of lot and lot's wife and this story is layered when we think about lot's wife the bible said that she was turned into a pillar of salt in other words she could not move on life offered her an opportunity hallelujah to change her life but because she kept looking back her heart was in what she lost she would rather die in the ashes and not see God at work in the wreckage God is at work in the wreckage of your life he is not only going to work in the daytime but God works the night shift too when things are at its darkest and when when you are at your worst, God is working all things out according to the counsel of his will. When we look at this story, Lot's wife is not the leading actor. She's a supporting actress. But the small role that she plays is a significant role. Because there is a Lot wife in all of us. For she depicts the contrast between Abraham and Lot, which represents Lot life's continuum on one extreme you got Abraham an individual who is fully maximizing his potential on the other 
end of life continuum, you have Lot's wife who represents people who never maximizes their potential. And right in the middle, you have Lot. Lot who is settled and satisfied with living the life of mediocrity. And talking about living the life of mediocrity, this is the type of world we live in. And it's being translated to the body of Christ. And the reason why so many people complain is because they're not accustomed to being in an environment that demands excellence. But I decree and declare that not only will you be introduced into an environment that demands excellence, you will demand excellence of yourself. This is the last season of mediocrity. This is the last season of living a life where anything goes. Que sera, sera. If it's a mistake, oh, nobody's going to notice. Nobody may not notice, but you should take notice of it. You were wired for greatness. You were not wired to live a life of mediocrity. You were wired to live a life of excellence. You are going to excel. You are going to excel in ministry. You are going to excel in your calling. You are going to excel in your workplace. In fact, let me prophesy over your life. I decree and declare within the next four years, you are going to be amongst the best, if not the best in your industry. I decree today you are getting delivered of a spirit of mediocrity. I decree you are raising the bar on your own performance. I decree that you are saying that if you then be risen with Christ, you are seeking those things which are above where you are living and how you are performing will never ever get you to a place where you are maximizing your potential. Potential is unrealized and unexpressed gifts and talents and ability. You know you could do better, but the people around you are satisfied with mediocrity. And because they are satisfied with mediocrity, you are lowered your standard. And the reason why you are lowering your standard is because you are pitching with the wrong tribe. You are with a tribe of individuals that don't have your DNA. If they had your DNA, they would say, girl, man, you could do better. But because there is no one around you that is looking at you and speaking to your potential and telling you you could do better, you could live better, you have accepted what the clutter of the common folk have accepted, but I decree it will not be said of you. I decree you are raising the bar. You are going to preach better. You're going to live better. You're going to lead better. You're going to perform better. You're going to dress better. You're going to speak better. Everything about you is being upgraded today. It is not your destiny to live like you're living. Scratching where you don't itch. Rubbing Peter to pay Paul. It is not your destiny. Lot's wife depicts the people who don't want anything out of life and don't expect anything out of life and, and they don't have anyone around them to help them to see that they could do better and live better. And so they sit and they become pillars of salt. You don't want to be like Lot. What you want to do is to gain a mental of Abraham. You want to be able to maximize your potential. Lot represents the people who live mediocre lives in the middle. Today, you got to choose which part of the continuum am I going to live on? The continuum of those that are maximizing their potential or those that don't care, they're indifferent. They never move on. 10 years from now, they're still talking about, you know, you have fake news. They're still talking about fake church hurt because they refuse to take responsibility 
performing those relationships in the beginning. Nobody wants to say, oh, that was my fault. I chose this relationship. We always are looking for a reason why to wiggle out from the responsibility of discharging our duties. So we want to blame. We want to blame the pastor. We want to blame the deacon. We want to blame the sister in the second row. We, we just, we, we've learned to be escape artists. We become like Lot, escaping from the responsibility of climbing the mountain. God was giving him an, um, the mountain, but he would have to expand the energy. And there are so many people that have opportunities that are given them, but they don't want to expand the energy. It might mean that you have to go back to school. It might mean that you have to pray when other people are playing. It might mean that you have to fast when other people are feasting. It might mean that you have to walk alone. It might mean that you have to give more. It might mean that you might not be able to show up at family reunion this year because you're expending your energy to write your vision and then bring that vision to pass. When catastrophe struck their lives, it took them into crises. And we all know about crisis because we've all had crisis moments. But crisis is not there to destroy you. A crisis provides the impetus and the motivation for innovation. It is a call to change the way you do life. And the most important challenge within the crisis will not be for you to change the environment or change people, but for you to change yourself and to reinvent yourself in the process. If you do this during a crisis moment, See the crisis as an opportunity and to gain the motivation for reinvention or reinventing yourself. Your future self is going to thank you. When catastrophe strikes and life throws a curveball that rocks your world, it instantly changes how you live. And you could sit there wishing things were different or wishing things were the same. But you've got to get rid of your wishful thinking and your wishful thinking and you've got to engage. You've got to engage the treasure that is on the inside of you. The treasure that's on the inside of you is the potential. It's the hidden seed of potential. And potential is attached to your destiny because it gives you an opportunity to recalibrate your paradigm. Whenever there's a crisis, it is, a, it is a divine announcement that God is getting ready to promote you. God is getting ready to prosper you. And should you accept the challenge of looking within, finding that place in prayer, in, in, in finding that place where you are sitting quietly before the Lord, there is a, a place in prayer, a strategy in prayer called Shaquat, Shaquat. And that strategy of Shaquat, the scripture says, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. That word Shaquat has the connotation of you sitting actively. It is not you sitting passively, but it's sitting actively where your spirit is alive and your mind is open for God to give you a new strategy for the new season he is bringing you in. If God is taking you out of an old season, I'm coming out of an old season. And if God is taking me out of an old season, it means that I cannot use the same strategy I used when I was coming out of an old season of the previous season. I've got to ask God, what is the strategy for the new?
So God gave me a strategy for this new season and it's different from the last strategy, which was different from the last strategy. God wants to upgrade you. He wants to upgrade your prayer strategy. We know, we know uh, warfare. We know decreeing and declaring. But did you not know that there is a dimension in prayer that is so empowering that, that you don't need words, but God begins to download his thoughts into your spirit until it becomes your thoughts. And it's called shakwat. It means to be quiet, but actively engaged in listening. To be quiet, but actively engaged in listening. That word shakwat, quiet, comes from this word which has the connotation of, of a, a, a vine wrapping itself around another source to extract life, life from that source. In other words, uh, uh, when you wrap yourself around the presence of God, your source becomes God. It means that you no longer have to use your strength. You're relying on his strength. You don't have to no longer rely on your wisdom. You, you have his wisdom. You no longer rely on your education. You've got the mind of God. And this is what God said. I know the thought I think towards you. Thoughts of good, not of evil to bring you to your expected end. Many for many, many, many lives. People when they're in the midst of transition and they're in the midst of catastrophe or crisis, many people begin to feel as if their life is spiraling out of control. But when your life spirals out of control, it means that it's out of your control and now God is in control. This is when most people's faith and courage begins to crumble. We can never always be prepared though for crises. We can never always be prepared emotionally and spiritually. We could never ever always have the energy it needs to put our lives back together. But it takes a supernatural empowerment. It takes supernatural enlightenment. Not only to trust God that all things will work together for good, but also it requires an extra dose of confidence that will remind you to decree every single day I'm built to last I can do this I have what it takes and he lives on the inside of me for greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world my God shall, shall supply all of the my needs according to his, uh, his riches and glory I have already overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony one of the things that Philippians said it says being confident of this very thing that that he which hath begun a good work will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. It means that the God that you serve is more powerful than the condition that you, in, you are in. Whether you sense his hand or not, whether you feel his presence or not, God is always at work. He is the supreme God which, with, with control over the entire universe and everything in the universe. God said the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and the world and they that dwell therein. God is absolute. He has absolute universal supremacy and it is revealed in scripture. In 1 Chronicles 29, 11 to 12, it says, Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all in heaven and all in earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, for thou art exalted as head above all and thou reignest over all. In other words, it doesn't matter what is going on. You serve a God that is supreme over every condition, over every every continent over every situation. Second Chronicles 20 and 6 says O Lord God of our fathers art not thou God in heaven and ruleth not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen and in thy hand is there not power and might so that none not even the devil himself is able to withstand thee. That means before him every president every prime minister every pope, every king, every empower, every empire is less than a grasshopper. You serve a sovereign God. You serve an all-powerful God. 
Job 23 and 13 says, but he is in one mind and who can turn him and what his soul desireth, even that he doeth. God is supreme. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of Lord. He is the all powerful God. The scripture says this about God. Hallelujah. That he created the heavens and the earth and without him nothing in this world could exist. In other words he's no make believe monarch. He is not a mere figment of your imagination. He's going to work in the midst of the rubble. No matter what you have lost. No matter what is burning down. No matter what you have suffered from. You are coming out that means that you can trust God even when you cannot trace God the Bible said this that this what Job said in Job 42 verse 3 I know that thou can do everything and that no thought of thine can be hindered or in other translation no purpose of yours can be frustrated in other words all that he designed he created all that he decrees he delivers all that he promised he performs all that he purposes he provides he said I will never leave you and I will never forsake you you won't wear your emotions on your sleeves you will feel it but your feelings and emotions will not control your decision making process I decree that his plans in your life can never be frustrated his power in your life can never be stopped his blessings in your life can never be hindered his miracles can never be prevented his favor can never be obstructed I am decreeing and declaring no matter where you are no matter what you are going through I decree that the plans of God are going to come to pass the power of God is going to be demonstrated in the situation his blessings will not be hindered his miracles will not be prevented you are coming out and as you come out I decree and declare you will not be like Lot's wife I decree you are getting your passion back I decree you are getting your prayer back you are getting your worship back you are getting your mojo back you are getting up you are picking yourself up you are no longer going to allow the devil to make you feel like you're a victim you can do it you're going to make it through you are coming out you are going to go through God has something better for you let bygones be bygones I know what it feels like to be in the middle of a crisis I know what it feels like to feel as if I'm the only one there but in the midst of it I began to decree and declare ain't nobody like my Jehovah there's no other God like Jehovah God God you will make a way I began to decree and declare I'm coming out I am decreeing and declaring you are coming out you are coming out of depression you are coming out of disillusionment you are coming out of feeling sorry for yourself you are coming out of vengeance you are coming out of hurt you are coming out of pain you are going to feel like yourself again why because in the midst of the wreckage God is working he's working he's working it out those of you that have been divorced are going through a divorce those of you that have lost your job those of you that have been sick those of you that have been penniless those of you that have been friendless those of you that have been abused those of you that have been misabused those of you that have been abandoned I decree that this is transition time and you are not going to be like the children of Israel roaming around in the wilderness for 40 years when God could have brought you out in a fortnight you serve a great God somebody is praying for you you've got to understand how good God is at the pleasure of God the Red Sea was divided the earth opened up its mouth we, we see how God ordered the raven to feed a prophet we see how God caused the iron to swim on waters we see how God caused the lions to be tamed when Daniel was cast into the lion's den we see how God 
quenched the fire when the three Hebrew boys were flung in the flame. Let the lions come because when God brings you out, you're going to come out leading the pack. When you come through this fire, when you come through this test, when you come out, you are not going to look like what you've been through. I decree and declare you are rising up and you are coming out and you are not going to be stuck in this season any longer. Shout, I'm coming out. Let me wind this up and bring this to a conclusion. When people suffer loss, when people are discouraged, when stuff happens and you don't understand why, Why did God have to burn down the city? He burned down the city to make sure that they had nothing to go back to. Sometimes we're, we're tempted to go back to some, a season that God delivered us from. So God will allow a crisis. He would allow it. So that when you look back, you have nothing to go back to. In the midst of crisis, there are three types of responses. Number one, denial. Number two, despair. Number three, paralysis. People that deny, they refuse to acknowledge the catastrophe. So they shut their eyes, wishing things were going to remain the same. That if they could just go to sleep and wake up. Tomorrow, they'll find out it was just a nightmare. So denial takes refuge in distractions and wishful thinkings and fantasies. You heard about the three monkey theories? Monkey, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. That means evil is gone. But you can cover your eyes, cover your ears, and not talk about it. That's the denial crew. Number two, there's the despair crew. This is the despair of those that become hopeless and helpless. And they sit in a depressed state and allow depression to reign as king. This is what happened to the psalmist. When he writes about vanity, all is vanity. And then there's the despair crew that causes emotional, mental, spiritual paralysis that's Lot's wife because she was paralyzed she was immobilized she was shell-shocked she was like is this really happening she began to focus on the past a lot of times we have life-altering circumstances and events usually during that time it turns the average man and woman into philosophers and theologians this is an act of God. What kind of God would let the innocent suffer? God doesn't love me. Why is God judging me? But when you're at a point of hopelessness, when you're at a point of stagnation, immobilization, when you grope around as if you're lost in life, when despair shuts your inner ear and make you deaf to the gentle wings of faith, when despair turns you into a weakling, when despair turns you into a victim, when it arrests your spirit, you got to remember that right there, right in that moment, God is with you. And though you may not see the wisdom of God, he's going to bring you through. He will deliver you when you're frozen in fear. When you're stuck in pain, when you're mentally, emotionally, and spiritually immobilized. Because when crises strike and the winter season of your soul clouds your faith, when it happens because of an unexpected death or a national catastrophe or a social disruption, a personal loss, like the loss of your child, a loss of health, 
a loss of a job, a loss of marriage, a loss of reputation, when you hit by a sickness or disease, when there's devastation like the floods we experienced this year or the fires we're experiencing or funerals, when you get, get the wind knocked out of you, when everything that you built your life on goes up in smoke in the midst of it God is going to be there transition is not the easiest thing when a season comes to an end there are some seasons we want to end and there are some seasons we want to hang on to or like Lot and his family why did you have to burn our house and all that we had? Why? But God had something greater. And God took on the responsibility to make a decision for him. Sometimes it takes us waiting for a while until God reveals his plan to us. But right in the wreckage, God is working. You are not alone. When you feel everything is going up in smoke, it is not time for you to give up. It's time for you to transition into your next. Our Father, our God, I thank you for our next. You have selected something great, more powerful. And everything must come to an end, but sometimes it ends abruptly and unexpectedly. Sometimes it knocks the wind out of us. Sometimes we don't want to pray. We can't pray. We don't know what to pray. Sometimes the people that once loved us no longer loves us. The people that we once relied on, we can't rely on them any longer. Sometimes, Father, we walk away believing that this was you leading us only to find out that it was our flesh. Some of us are here even now under the auspices of my voice that can sit here with many regrets, wishing that they had done something differently. Because if they knew what they know now, they could have done better. It doesn't help in the issue. It doesn't help in the matter. And so, Father, I pray that your anointing will flood our souls and it will wash our minds and our spirit of every emotional attachment that we have to something that is old that you have pronounced a benediction upon. Every psychological attachment we sever it in the name of Jesus. Father, that you will heal our memories. That you will download a vision for our lives so that we can face forward and move on. We can move on to something that is greater. And move on with life and living. We pronounce a benediction on an old season. And we welcome the new. Now unto him is able to do the exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. It's according to the power that works in us right now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.